Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Stanley J. Targos III, and I'm the host of The Responsible Podcast. Today, we have a great show called The Flaws in Traditional Retirement. And I love all the different concepts and ideas and topics that we get to discuss because most people know that something's going on. They just don't know how to communicate it. In their gut, they know something's going on. They just don't know how to share it or how to put it into words or how to explain what they feel and how they feel it. But what we're going to do at the Responsible Podcast and in the Responsible Brand is talk about all the things that are going on that really create the struggles in our lives, short-term and long-term and the ripple effect that it has. And we're going to challenge some of the thought processes, concepts, and ideas that we've been, not sold, but that we've been told over the last two or three decades and why they might not be as efficient and effective today as they were in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, we are in 2023. Why shouldn't we just do what everyone else did to get what everyone else got? Well, the truth is, if the people around us aren't living the lifestyle that we want, if they don't have the peace, the contentment, the happiness, the joy, if they don't have the fruits of the Spirit from their finances that we desire, why would we do what they've done? But if that seems like the only option we have, we feel pigeonholed and locked into and handcuffed into doing something because doing something is better than doing nothing. And that might be true if we're talking about saving and setting money aside, but how we do it today does not have to be the same way it was done 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So when we think about the flaws in traditional retirement, traditional retirement really doesn't take into account life happening. They just want to talk about numbers. Go listen to Dave, Rick, Susie, the talking heads on TV. Go pull up your financial plan from 5, 10, 15 years ago. It's a series of numbers with a series of assumptions and a series of accumulations based on a consistent rate of return every year. You'll earn 12%. You'll earn 9%. You'll earn 6%. Well, the minute that illustration or that plan was printed, it's outdated because life has happened. Go back to the 80s. You'll find when inflation was high, you'll find illustrated rates of 12, 14, 16% every year. Well, that only lasted until inflation got under control, and then your 12 and 14% dropped to 2 and 3%. And then we hit a two or three decade season where we were getting less than 1% or around 1% or 2% in fixed accounts and that blew up everything that you were told in the 80s. But if you never adjusted your plan, if you never adjusted your thought process, if the person that you were working with said, well, you're not getting that in a fixed account, now let's go into the stock market. In 1984, they shifted from pensions and company-controlled retirement plans to 401ks and IRAs in the stock market. We started getting all of the news, the media, the articles printed on how to be a stockbroker trading, all the money that was out there. And the solution shifted from banks and CDs and fixed accounts to earn a rate of return in the market. And we're going to project that at 9, 10, 11, 12% too, because we've had such growth in the stock market from the 70s and 80s and 90s that it's going to continue to grow to 40,000 by the time we're in the year 2000. Well, go back in history. What happened? 
Somewhere around 1999, we had the Y2K scare, and then we had 2001 with 9-11, we all remember that. Then we had a hiccup in 2005, then the housing bubble 2007, then a little hiccup in 2015, and then we had the pandemic, and then we had 2021, and then we're down 30%. And it takes four or five years to recoup from a down 20, 30, or 50% market. The flaw is you're not going to earn a consistent rate of return long term. The second flaw is the difference between your actual rate of return and your average rate of return. So I'm going to lift the hood on a dirty little secret that the Wall Street and the financial and the traditional world in money doesn't want you to know about. If you have a rate of return that's down 50%, and then up 50% over a two-year window, you've averaged zero. So they'll say, we've averaged zero over the last two years. We've averaged 10% over the last two years. That average doesn't mean anything, nothing, other than they've averaged two years of a rate of return. How they calculate that number, what stocks they use for that number, what indexes they use for that number, the day that they started putting that number together all have an impact on the value that that number means to you. The more important number is what actually happened to your money. Let's just use real simple math. And I know you don't want to do math over podcast and over the radio, and it's really hard to do, but we'll make it simple. If you have $100,000 and you're down 50%, you have $50,000. If the next year you're up 50%, and you've averaged zero, you would expect to have $100,000 in your account. That's the average. The problem is the actual 50% gain on your money is on the balance that year when it started, which is $50,000. You gain 50% on $50,000, you have $75,000. You're down 25%. Well, Stan... That only works if you lose money first. Okay, you have 100,000 and the market's up 50%. You have 150, the market's down 50%. You have 75,000, you're still negative 25% actual even though the average is zero. So when you see we average 8% over the last eight years, what does that mean? Nothing. Because you don't know what it means to your specific account and your balance. It's a huge difference for you. The people who are telling you that information still make 1, 2, 3%, whatever their fee they're charging you on the money, whether you go up or down. It's almost like they don't, they've got a conscience and they desire to do what's right, but they're told to promote numbers like averages instead of actual because people don't want to buy into actual when you're losing. Second thing that they don't take account for in life happening is taxes. Well, put your money in today. When you retire, you'll retire to two-thirds of your income, thus be a lower tax bracket. So take advantage of your tax deduction today at 20% because when you retire, you're not going to be making as much money. You're going to be in a lower tax bracket. You're going to win. Well, is that true? I mean, the government can only make money when they tax you. While you're putting money in your 401k and setting it aside to save at a tax-deferred rate, you're deferring your taxes, 
you might be at a net 15 or 20% tax bracket because you got a couple kids at home. If they allow charitable deductions, mortgage deductions, what you deduct from your contributions to your 401k, and the government hasn't spent $100 trillion yet, I mean that they're willing to admit. So you're in a net 20% tax bracket. Fast forward 20 years. What tax bracket are you going to be in? Still 20? Probably not. Go back 20 years and tell the person who funded their 401k to net 12% tax bracket. If they're happy, they're in a 22% tax bracket today. See, taxes are based on wealthy. You know what the government does? They redefine wealthy based on how much taxes they need to accumulate to fund their disease, their habit, their addiction. What about inflation? People say, when I retire, I need to retire two-thirds of my income today. If I'm 45 and I'm making 100 grand, I need to retire at $70,000 a year when I'm 67 or 70. I base everything on $70,000 today. 25 years from now, what's $70,000 worth? $70,000 25 years from now has the buying power of $35,000 or $30,000 a year. Why do I feel broke when I'm 67 when I hit my number of retiring to 70 grand a year? Because I forgot to take into account inflation. It's a flaw. It's a huge flaw in the system. It's a huge flaw in the planners. And they know it, but they don't want to talk about it because they don't have a solution for it. They only know how to get a rate of return. And they don't even know how to get an actual rate of return. They only know how to get an average rate of return. And they know you're not smart enough to figure out the difference. You never come back and ask questions. So they get to continue to skate by and fly under the radar. It's flawed. There's many flaws in the traditional retirement programs that we have out there. We haven't even talked about, we haven't even started talking about depreciation and devaluation of the dollar and what it means. What happens when OPEC goes off the dollar? What happens to the value of our dollar then? That's not even, that is inflation, but it's not. What happens to your buying power when we have to buy supplies from other countries who aren't valuing the dollar at a dollar? Is that possible? Probably. Who's talking about that? If you're not asking your financial professional, if you're not asking the people you're around, if you're not asking your CPA how to handle those things, how are you expected to be prepared for a future when you're starting out with a flawed formula, a flawed program? That's why the responsible brand wants to come in and say, we might not have all the answers, but we at least know the right questions to ask. And if we can get closer to getting a good answer on 10 or 15 questions, you're in a better spot to succeed. You're in a better spot to have control. You're in a better spot to win. You're in a better spot to know what's up, what you're up against in the future. People say, well, Stan, I don't want to know about it. If I know about it and I don't solve it, I just frustrate myself. What's the point? Well, listen. What someone said, this is pretty dramatic, so bear with me on this, but if you know the challenge, you can prepare for it differently. Someone said, well, Stan, I don't want to know if there's a pedophile that lives in my neighborhood. Well, how are you going to protect your family if you don't know? At least if you know about it, you can be aware of it. You can put, you can put things in place. You can have different conversations. And certainly this isn't as extreme as that. But your lifestyle during retirement is something that you should be aware of. The questions to ask. How can you be aware of something you are not first made aware of? How can you beware of something you are not made aware of?
I want to help you become aware of something so that you can prepare for it. If it's challenging, if it's scary, if it's not a, a, a attractive, if it creates stress or anxiety, let's at least tackle it head on so that we don't wake up one day wondering why didn't anyone talk to me about this? What about our goals? The flaw in traditional retirement is they don't take into account for the fact that our goals might change. Well, when I met you 10 years ago, you said you wanted $70,000 a year. I never asked you any questions about did your goals change? Did your life change? What happened to you? Did your income change? We're just saving at 6%, 6% saving with a 3% match. Well, did the company change what they're matching? Did they change the tax code? Are you doing a Roth 401k? Do they have that option? Can you do that? Does it have an impact on your future? Why aren't we talking about it? What other goals might change? What happens if you have a kid that goes to college and they qualify for a top tier college when you are budgeting for an in-state public university? Did you absorb more debt so you can invest in your kid's education so they can have a better chance at succeeding at life? Did you talk about that with the person you're planning with? Did you talk about that with your CPA, your financial advisor, your third party administrator, your 401k? Did they even ask you about it? Or is it all chit chat? What vacation did you take? How old are your kids? Man, they get old quick. Well, here's what you averaged in your rate of return over the last three years. That's nothing. That means nothing. What about your health? Are you still going to work till you're 70? I'm never going to retire. I'm going to work till the day I die. Until you have cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, your body shuts down and you need to stop working. What's your body telling you that you should be aware of for the next 10, 15, 20 years? How does that change your plan? The flaw in traditional thinking, the flaw in the traditional retirement planning is they don't take that into account. You said you're going to work till you're 70, your body shut down, you failed the plan, the plan didn't fail you. I did my part, I averaged 8%. Well, that's a cop-out, that's an excuse, that's because they don't know any better. We need a responsible strategy that's based on my solution. My responsible solution is what every family deserves, every family is worthy of, every family needs to have. Every family should have that conversation so they can start making decisions based on facts, not fear, to drive the comfortability of their future, their family, their lifestyle, their goals long term. I know I'm getting excited because people don't talk about this. And I see so many people who need to make a three degree or a four degree change over a 15 year period to have control. And the person they're working with doesn't care enough about them to ask the tough questions, but we do. And it's not that they don't care. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe they haven't been trained. Maybe they're living in 1970 with the balanced portfolio and that's the only thing they know. Well, change. God bless them, but you can change. What about travel? What about moving houses? Did you pay your house off? Now you need to buy a new home and the new home that you're going to buy in the area requires a hefty down payment, but now you're 60 years old and you got a mortgage and you weren't planning on that. Well, when you go to retire, they say, well, you were going to live in that house till you died. You didn't tell me you were going to move. You did that. You created that pain. Listen, when life happens, the responsible brand wants to be there with you to help you manage the numbers and give you an unemotional, numbers-based, factual conversation on the impact it has and how you can solve the problem. We want to create solutions for you so you can enjoy your life. Well, I moved because my kids move out of state and want to be by my grandkids. 
Shame on the person who's telling you that you created a wrinkle in their plan. It's your life. Your life. I love you more than I love your plan. Your goals are in stone. Your plan's in the sand. Let's shake the sand up and redesign how we get there, but keep the goal the same. The goal is to enjoy time with your grandkids, spend time with your family, create memories, be able to transition what you want to instill in them long-term, the character, the integrity, the faith, the, the God, the Christ. To be able to help them through life's struggles, to be a support for them, to let them support you when you need it, to be a family, to be a unit. Your goals, your values, your priorities dictate the plan. The rate of return is a small piece of that. But for some people, the rate of return is everything because that's all they know. It's a flawed program. What about risk? Risk is one of those things that when you're 40, 50, 60 and the closer you get to retirement, you think the only way you can make up the gap for how much money you think you need is by absorbing more risk to earn a higher rate of return. The problem is the older you get, the less ability you have to suffer a loss. Someone wise said, if the stock market was a science, no one would ever lose money. The truth is the stock market's not a science. Even the stocks that have the best opportunity with the best track record to produce a rate of return go down in value. The stocks that are built on emotion rise. It's not science-based. It's not logic-based. It's emotion-driven. We talk about risk, we talk about the accumulation versus the distribution phase. Most of the traditional advisors, most of the financial advisors are not financial advisors, they're stockbrokers. They're very skilled in having conversations about accumulation, the sexy conversations. They're talking about scoring touchdowns. Well, look at the national championship game. One team couldn't play defense. They can score. They could score all year round, but they couldn't play defense. The team that could score and play defense won. It's not just about scoring a lot of points. If, if, you're, if you're giving away everything you earn because you don't have defense, what's the point? You're on a treadmill. You're treading water. It's tiresome. Go tread water for 30 minutes and tell me how much energy you have. Now start swimming and using the resistance of the water or the defense versus your positive momentum moving forward. You actually gain ground. Treading water is tiresome. Now tread water with the burdens on your back of, I got five years left to work. I'm underprepared. I don't have long-term care. My long-term care health plan is not fully funded. I'm still paying for my kid's college experience and parent loans. I still have debt. I got the, now you got all those burdens treading water. Try treading water carrying 50 pounds on your back. You wonder why as a country we're so tired and broke? Because the Flaws in the traditional retirement plan haven't kept up with the changing world we live in today. We need to start focusing on the distribution phase. The responsible brand is excellent at distribution. We understand accumulation, but we understand keeping what you earn. Go back in your last 20 years, and every time you earned a rate of return, what if you got to keep 80% of it? 
And every time there was a market downturn, what if you were limited to zero or five or 10%? How much different would your portfolio look today? You'd actually have 20, 30, 50, 80% more in your portfolio. Protecting against the three greatest loss years in the last 20 years is more valuable than participating in the top three earning years. People don't want to talk about that. It's not sexy. It's discipline. It's structured. It's being committed to what's important to you and your family. People don't want to talk about it. It's not sexy to talk about keeping what you earn. It's sexy to talk about taking what you have and doubling it, tripling it. When you're no longer earning, you're no longer buying in, you're no longer dollar cost averaging, you need those dollars to come out. That, that philosophy of stock bond portfolio mix doesn't really mean a lot when you're relying on that bucket of money to provide your lifestyle. If your stock bond mix averages zero or has a low average because you're not very risky when you're taking money out, how do you survive? When they say, well, you're going to average 5% spend down on your nest egg and this and that and the other, we're going to earn 6%. That's going to take care of my fee plus your 5%. Your balance is never going to go down. Well, that's true until you get a 30% loss in one year. Now you need to spend 8% instead of 5% to maintain your lifestyle. When the market's down, you're selling at a loss and you're watching that slow burn turn into a lava flow, eating up everything quickly and rapidly. Then you wake up two years later when things settle down and your portfolio's at 50% because you needed to live. And now they're telling you, well, you were going to spend 3% on 50% instead of 5% on 100%. Instead of 50 grand a year, you can take 36,000 a year. And it's only going to last 14 years instead of until you die. And in 14 years, it's zero. I know we told you we were going to maintain that million dollars and spend 5%, but you know, Something outside of our control happened and we weren't prepared for it and you're no, you no longer have eight years to regain momentum and rebuild. People lose because they don't take into account their distribution plan needs to be different than their accumulation plan. Their strategies are different. Is your ninth inning game in baseball strategy different than your first inning strategy? You got a reliever coming in for a reason. They're there to preserve and protect, protect the, the victory margin that you have in place. And if it's a one-run victory, you better hope that you've got an excellent closer who's got a nine-pitch, three-strikeout game plan. If you've got an eight-lead margin, you can let your middle reliever go in. But people don't look at their money. If you got a million dollars more than you need, be more aggressive. You can afford to lose. But if you're running tight based on what you need to last your lifetime and it's not fully there, you better not be in the accumulation phase strategy in your distribution phase of life. You're setting yourself up for failure. You can't afford it. But that's a big flaw in the traditional planning, traditional retirement. They don't take into account what you need. They also don't take into account inflation. So you said you needed 70000 a year when you're 70 to live on. Now that you're 50 years old, you got 20 years to get there. Now that you're 70, you need 120000 to have the buying power of 70. Well, they're going to say, well, you told me you wanted 70. We plan on 70. Well, who's responsible for taking into account the increased cost of living inflation? 
Who's responsible for that? Well, I only average an 8% rate of return or 7% rate of return. I can't take it. Your CPA should do that. No, your CPA is there to get you a tax refund on an annual basis. So who owns the lifestyle that you're not able to achieve because you didn't take into account inflation? It's a flaw in the plan. Who owns that? Everyone else is pointing the finger, but it's your money. It's your lifestyle. You have to live with it. You have to sacrifice for your whole life because people didn't have that conversation with you in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. We got a great example of it over the last two years. You went from paying a buck fifty a gallon in gas to $4 a gallon in gas. How does that impact the, life, the fixed income person in your life? Eggs. $3 a dozen to $6 a dozen. How does that impact the fixed income? Now, if you're earning, you have the ability to earn more. You can accommodate that by not saving as much, by spending your emergency fund, by cutting in other areas. But if you're on a fixed income and you haven't taken into account the cost of living increase and inflation when you're ready to retire for what you need, you're going to be way underfunded. You're going to have a lot of pain. And instead of having a season of lack, you're going to have a lifestyle of lack. Traditional retirement planning's flawed. They don't tell you how to take Social Security to maximize your lifestyle. Take it at 67. Take it at 62. If you don't need it, take it and invest it. You'll earn 8%. You'll outperform it. At least you'll get it when it's out of money. You won't be losing. Listen, those are bad conversations. If that's the conversation your person's having with you, fire them. Find someone who's got a modern solution for a modern world and a modern strategy to accommodate your changing needs. a different world out there today people don't take these things into account the professionals don't take these things into account and if the client isn't bringing it to the professional's attention then they've got an excuse well i told you guys i know i'm a financial advisor but i'm really just a stockbroker. i mean you don't have an updated will or trust you don't have medical durable power attorneys you don't have an unfunded health care plan you don't have a plan for your parents who are getting ready to go to a nursing home you don't have a debt strategy. You don't have an emergency fund plan. You don't have a social security plan. But we averaged 8% over the last two years. Come on. We're smarter than that. We know it. We just don't know how to communicate it. That's why the responsible brand is here to open the door on these conversations. Someone needs to quarterback this with you. We want to be that team that helps you. People talk about le legacy. Well, Stan, I'm just trying to figure out how to get my kids through college, how to get out of debt, how to pay my house off, how to fund my 401k. I can't think about legacy. I'm trying to survive myself. I haven't taken a vacation in three years. My emergency fund is low. My wife and I are tired. We work more than we ever had before. We have less than we ever had before. Why are we talking about legacy? Well, what I found is this. I'm going to ask the question. Would you like to leave a legacy to your kids or grandkids? Most people say, I can't even figure out how to survive today. Let me ask the question differently. If you could leave a legacy without affecting your lifestyle during retirement, would you do it? Most people say yes. 
That's the question that I really want you to answer. If you could leave a legacy to your kids or grandkids, church or charity, without affecting your lifestyle during retirement, would you do it? You see, most people think by leaving a legacy, they're going to go back to eating ramen noodles. That's not the case. Not at all. I can say that with confidence. 100% confidence. Because most of the people I work with can leave a legacy. They just don't know how to do it. Dave, Rick, and Susie don't talk about it because legacies aren't, aren't created on stock market rates of return, and that's the only solution they have. You've got to build a house. They've got one tool. It's a hammer. Well, what if you need a screwdriver? What if you need a drill? All I got is a hammer. Every solution's a hammer. No, man. This is 2023. We got plenty of solutions. Well, buy term and invest the difference and cash value this and that and the other. The only thing I got is stock market. I'm self-funded. I don't need, that's garbage. Those are lies and that's not the truth. If it was the truth, everybody you know who's 70 years old would be funded, fully funded for their health care, for their legacy, for their emergency fund. Go take a survey of 100 people and find out how many of them are fully funded. Find out how many people go to church that participated in Dave, Rick, and Susie over the last 30 years are fully funded. You'll be shocked. Why would you do what doesn't work for them? And why would you be so emotional about it that you're going to jump in with both feet and say, I'm not even going to be open-minded to strategies that wealthy people use? where wealthy people transition their wealth to the next generation and eliminate Uncle Sam. Everything that Dave, Rick, and Susie and the talking heads on TV are talking about, leave more for Uncle Sam than your kids. It's flawed. It's flawed. The responsible brand wants to break it down based on your specific values, your priorities, how much money you make as a family, how old your kids are, what phase of life you're in today, and what we need to do to make the next phase of life better without hurting your future. We want to walk with you as life happens. Remember, our goal is to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. We're going to do this by educating families on the next phase of life financially. Doesn't matter if you're 60. You've got three more phases of life that you need to prepare for. It's not just retirement. It's how do you retire? How do you account for inflation, taxes, RMDs? What about the last phase of life, the last five years that you live or that the first person to pass away lives? Their unfunded health care, that $200,000 to $250,000 a year that you need to invest in their quality of life for their end of life without sacrificing the surviving spouse's lifestyle. Well, Stan, I just want to not, I want to make sure that I can enjoy my first few years of retirement without being too old to enjoy it. When I'm 70, I'm going to be too old. No way. That's flawed thinking. That's poverty mentality. We can handle the flaws in traditional retirement planning with applied knowledge. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. That's what we're promoting. That's what we're doing in a responsible fashion based on what you and your family need. Today, tomorrow, and in the future. And if we can impact your life today and impact your future, we can impact your kids and their kids. 
that's the most valuable thing that we can do. God gave us skills and talents. Our job is to use them to the best of our ability. And we want to honor him with what we're doing, and we want to honor you with the relationship. We live this. We love this. More importantly, we love you. And we want to make sure that you are able to achieve your dreams and goals. You work hard for everything you earn. You should keep as much as possible and be able to enjoy the lifestyle that you have been working hard for. We can eliminate some of the obstacles along the way, some things we can't control, but we can put things in place that put you in better control. So when life happens, it doesn't derail the whole plan. It's a speed bump instead of a mountain block in the view of your future. So I hope that this information has been a benefit to you and your family. The responsible brand wants to help grow the understanding of how money works. Please, please, Share this with others. Reach out to your responsible team for more information. I hope you have a great day. God bless you and your family. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.